So we're going to be kind of all over the Bible because I come with a point, one point, and I'm going to nail it home as hard as I can. You will not leave here tonight not understanding this point. If you do, it's because you were blind, deaf, and dumb, and you didn't come up here to get healed. It's a single word, freedom. Most of us walk around like we're free, but truly we're not. I thought I was free, but I, I was not. Martin Luther King says it like this. Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. I'm going to say it again. Freedom is never freely given. You have to demand it. You got to stand on it. You got to demand it. Let's go on to John chapter 8. We're going to start at verse 31. Hey, I've gotten way better at this slowing down just a minute. <clears throat> when you go to a different church that ain't completely digital, you hear a lot of... They got to have a minute to find it. When you come from youth ministry, you, you'll fly by the seat of your pants. All they got to do is click. No, you better give them a minute to find it. So when you're there, just give me an amen. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. You hear that? You will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Do you know the truth tonight? And then they said, but we're Christians. We go to church. We're free, right? Oh, no, no. Let me let's go, let's go to the Bible first. Hold on. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it you say you will become free? How many Christians... How many church-going believers? It was there on Sunday, they checked the box. They prayed and they showed up on Wednesday and they checked the box. Sit in a pew right beside you. But they got an oppressor in their life. And because they're supposed to put on a show, put on a fake smile, they can't come to you and say, I'm broken. This is near and dear to my heart. Because I know that I got brothers and I got sisters that I worship beside, that I pray with, that I hug, and I never even know they're being pinned down in their minds. Anxiety's got them. Depression, finances, fear, all the things that we stand up against. Who is brave enough to really say, I'm failing? I keep, I know it's not right, but I keep having hateful thoughts. I can't control it. Every time this guy opens his mouth, I want to slap him. Love you too, brother. He knows I'm picking on him. How many of us are willing to admit it? See, because if we never actually open our minds and realize that we're being ensnared and entrapped by a devil, by Satan himself, has us pinned down. You think you're free because you're in church? 
Satan don't mind that you're in church. He'll sit right beside you. He knows the word better than you do. He was the angel of worship. He's not surprised you're in church. But we're going to surprise him tonight. Because the truth will set you free. Jesus answered, Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave, slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I want you to highlight that verse. Because just like Martin Luther King says, freedom is never voluntarily given. I ain't never been handed anything except for Jesus. It must be demanded for by the oppressed. The other morning I, I got ready for work, kind of running late. Got, I got a pretty crazy schedule coming on, so, you know... I hit that alarm clock too many times. Can we all admit we've hit the alarm clock too many times? Let's just be real. I go flying out the door. I get in my truck. I get almost to work, and it's all the way across town, and I realize I've left something I needed at the house. I turn around. I drive all the way back to my house. I pull up in the driveway, hop out, and I run in the house. I grab this thing that I need. I get back to my truck. I open the truck door, and I look, and right there below my feet was exactly what I was looking for. I want you to think about that. The word says that it's ours, right? The word says I'm free, then why am I not free? Why am I searching this world trying to find freedom when it's already mine? You're not going to find freedom in this world. You're going to find freedom from this world. Jesus came to set us free. Luke 4, 18. Now, this is Jesus, and he's reading out of Isaiah 61, 1. And what he says is this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and re recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to, pro to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Amen? Amen. You know what he did then? I'm going to show you all. Most gangster move ever done in all of history. <laughs> now, you know you're dealing with somebody when they say what they got to say. Sit down and say, and today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your face. The biggest mic drop that ever happened in all of history was over our freedom. Our freedom from sin. Anxiety, sickness, stress, worries, the fear of man. You know, fear is the one thing that got me most of my life. I would punch you first because I was afraid that you was going to get me. My entire life, I lived oppressed because I believed that I was something that I was not. My entire identity had been taken from me. Remember this. Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. I'm going to build your faith up a little bit. 
Right? We're going to build your faith up a little bit. So how do we get anything that we've ever gotten through anything out of that Bible? We get it by faith. The woman with the issue of blood, how did she get her healing? She went to him. She went to him through everything she wasn't supposed to do because she was in a crowd. She wasn't supposed to be around a crowd. She had bleeding problems. As she went to him, she put her, put her hand on his garment and she knew if I just touched him, I'd be healed. The second her hand came in contact with that garment, Jesus knew something had happened. And he said, who touched me? His, his disciples in that moment said, well, everybody's touching you, Lord. Everybody's touching you. I can just imagine it. It's like Black Friday. Let Jesus walk in here. I'm hugging his ankles. You ain't getting by me. I'm going to push you out of the way. But this one woman, because of her faith, she ran up to him and she got her hands on him. And in that moment when she got her hands on him, she was healed. And he turned and he said, it's your faith that healed you this day. So if I want to be free, and there's an oppressor who's not going to give it to me for free, I've got to stand up and demand he give it to me because the word of God says it's mine. Have you ever just felt like you had the audacity to call God out on his own word? Ooh, we in church. You're not supposed to say that. No, my Bible says he is not a man that he would lie. So if he wrote it, he meant it. And if he promised it to somebody else, it's mine. By faith, it's mine. Every promise in that Bible is mine. You know why? I believe it. I have a wonderful boss man. Boss man told me this this morning on the phone. You just leave whenever you need to leave to get prepared for tonight. And I came here. I went and got me a shower. Put on my freedom shirt. Come on. Freedom, right? right. I come up here and I got here at about 4 o'clock. I walked in there to a pastoral office. It was completely empty. Nobody there. Or so I thought. I walk in there, I set my Bible down, I'm reading over my scriptures, and I begin to weep. Because I got a story, and I got an oppressor that tells me that I'm not good enough to be up here. I got fear that's inside of me every time I grab a mic. And I begin to weep and pray, and God, if you don't speak, they're going to look at me. They can't look at me. You don't get what I'm saying. When when you ask Jesus to speak to his own people, he will. And when you're crying out and you're saying, Lord, it's not me. There's no more humble than you can be when you're flat on your face crying to Jesus saying, save them from themselves. Save them, Lord. And I promise you, Jesus showed up in there. And he gave me a promise in a single moment and a vision. He told me that everybody who has the willingness to admit they're facing an oppressor and comes to me this night and asks for their freedom, I'm going to give it to them. Now, when he said this, of course, my fear struck up and I went, Lord, Lord, they're not going to believe that, that I had a vision. They're not going to believe that I truly got to speak with you. And he said, you want free? <laughs> and I said, Lord, please take it from me. I teamed up with a couple of amazing men and women of God that are, go to church with us. 
Do y'all know that y'all walk with giants? Oh, praise the Lord. There are giants in this, in this sanctuary. There are giants in this church right now. But I teamed up with these guys and uh, the Lord told us, if we fasted over the teenagers and over contend, that he would show up and he would set them free, that he would contend with what they contend with. Amen? And being a knucklehead teenager, I need somebody to have helped me contend with what I was contending with. So I was like, okay, let, let's do this. We started fasting. And I was fasting for someone else because I believed that I was free. And as I was fasting for somebody else, and I started noticing that as we met and we prayed over these, these teenagers, there, there was more and more stories of these different things in people's lives that were coming up. Right? Because as we were breaking up the fallow ground, the Lord was weeding it. You may not know that there's something inside of you, but I promise you, you've seen the fruit of it. You've had the angry thoughts. You've had the addiction. You've had, you've had the, the, the same anxiety over and over and over and over again. And you don't know why it's there because you believe what your Bible says, right? Amen? So we're fasting, seeking the Lord over somebody else. And Brother Dylan sends a text message out. The Lord just told me he's going to set us all free. Amen? Oh. I'm like, yes, let's do this. Still not knowing that I had shackles on me. We came up here and did rehearsal the other night, which was phenomenal. We were praying. They were rehearsing. The Lord was speaking. Oh, anytime God shows up, he throw my schedule out the door. I'm staying where he's at. Wonderful time. We we're walking outside. and Y'all know Justin Rawson, right? From, from Elder Ray to Victory, the guitar player. Amazing man of God. A dear brother of mine. Me and him get to talking and speaking to each other. He said, man, I'm hearing something that don't sound right out of you. And it was doubt. I was like, yeah, man, I'm kind of struggling with a thing or two right now. Doubting that I'm where God wants me to be. Doubting that I'm doing what God. I had even gotten to the point where I was doubting that I was even supposed to be the one to carry God's word out. That's deep. And while me and Justin were talking... I just started revealing some things that I was going through to him, like, like you would a brother, like somebody you really trust. And he turned and he looked at me and he said, the Lord is telling me right now that what you're facing is not what's on the surface. What you're facing is something that was said to you when you were a child by somebody that you worshiped. Now it wouldn't bother you a bit. Now it wouldn't phase you. You would stand up and you would walk through it and never even be phased by it. But somebody you loved let you down. And when he said it, I began to weep. Because the memory of a certain somebody that I really admired come into my mind. And they had told me that I was never going to amount to nothing. And I believed them. And it was from out of that point, I spent my entire life trying to prove that I was going to be something. I was going to be the meanest. I was going to be the baddest, the coolest. I didn't care who you were. I was going to be about me. 
And when he told me this, I lifted my hands up and I said, I don't want to be trapped by this. Because I'm a Christian. I go to church. My God is supreme over even my anxiety. My Lord's name is above every name that will ever be named. And as I lifted my hands up, he began to pray for me. And in this moment, I saw a ball of fire. And in this ball of fire, I seen something coming up out of it and doing this. And I was like, Lord, what is this? And every time a shackle would come back, just throw his arms out. I was like, Lord, what is this? And it would come back again and he would throw his arms out. Because who the Son sets free is free indeed. But I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. I stand at a pulpit, right? I'm not supposed to be dealing with anything. Can we be real? There's nothing that I get to minister about that I ain't never walked through. I wouldn't have been talking about freedom tonight if my God hadn't showed up and set me free. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one can come to my Father except by me. There's no other way but Jesus. His truth. As y'all's faith starting to get stirred up, mine is getting stirred up. Ooh, mine's getting stirred up. Did you hear what I said? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. See, I know my Holy Spirit and I know how He works. So I know that everybody in here right now is thinking about that thing that they've been facing for so long and they're sick and tired of it and they're starting to believe that God came to set them free tonight. Because I know how Holy Spirit is. It's not because of condemnation, but it's because of conviction. Conviction is a good thing. He only disciplines who He loves. I'm not going to spank another kid. But my kid, oh, I get him. Because I love him. Martin Luther King stated it like this. Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. When I read that, that, that the beauty... Because I know what he stood up for. But I know what he won. Is there anybody else in here ready to stand up against an oppressor? If you're ready to stand up with the, against the oppressor, y'all just come join me right here at the altars. Come on, it's time to take, the, take that pride. Lay it to the side. See, because... <laughs> Every single battle that was won has been won through praise and through worship. If we praise Him, He'll defend us against them. If we thank Him. 
And he promised. He said, anybody who's willing to admit they got faults and they want to be free of it, I'll set them free. All you got to do is have the audacity to believe. Y'all got the audacity to believe this evening. There we go. Let's just do that real quick. Let's just turn our hands up. Whatever it is that has been oppressing you, I want you to, by faith, you take it in your left hand. You take it. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to release it. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom to be had in here. Every moment of freedom I've ever had has been right here at these altars. And it's all been because I believed that Jesus had come to set me free. Depression, you must leave in the name of Jesus. Anxiety, you must leave in the name of Jesus. Cancer, you must leave in the name of Jesus. Addiction, you must leave in the name of Jesus. You cannot stand up against the name that is above every name. You will bow and you will bow now because my freedom has been paid for. It has been bought for a price. You can't have me. I'm not yours. You can't have not a single one of them. By faith, they are standing up here and you will bow. Not to them, but to their king. One of my favorite statements I've ever heard is, Can you hear the footsteps? I hear the footsteps of my king. I can feel his Holy Spirit in me doing surgery on my heart, cutting out what doesn't belong. So whatever you had in your left hand, I want you to chunk it because it's garbage. It's not yours. It's his. He can handle it. When he gave his life, he bought that moment. He said, it is finished once and for all time. It doesn't matter what the sin is, how dirty it is, how little it is. It's his. It's not yours. We're not going to return to that. We're not going to wallow in it no more. Jesus, we just thank you for freedom. We thank you that you bought the price. We praise you. We honor you. We give you all the glory. We say that you are the Lord of Lord and kings of King of kings. You are my King. And I love you. I receive my freedom right now by faith in the name of Jesus. I receive my freedom by His Holy Spirit. Whatever it be in my heart, you take it. It's yours. It's not mine. You take it. It's yours. It's not mine. Every battle that was ever won, they sent out the tribe of Judah first. Does anybody know what the tribe of Judah is? It's the tribe of praise. It's the tribe of praise. I'm going to praise you. Even if I don't feel like I got my freedom, I'm going to praise you anyways. Even if I don't feel so good, I'm going to praise you. Because I believe that you bought it. That I believe that you have sent your spirit to heal me. That you are sending angels right now to cut and slice everything out of me that doesn't belong. I will praise you. I will praise you no matter how it looks to me. I will take my earthen pot and I will crush it. I will take my trumpet and I will scream in it. And as I scream in it, the victory is won in the name of Jesus. The victory is won in the name of Jesus. He is causing confusion to come across whatever was coming against you. He will contend against whatever contends against you. You're His. You don't belong to that thing. Thank you, Jesus.